Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 72 of the Because Why Not podcast. Today, I'm speaking to you high-achieving women about something that causes so many of you, including myself, great pain, and that is perfectionism. It's something that is holding us back, even as it's something that we think is moving us forward in our lives. It's really, really a pain point and something that we have got to become willing to remove. I've worked hard on this. I'm going to help you dig into this and see where it's limiting you and give you some ideas for how to move forward. Enjoy the episode and share it with someone you think might benefit from it. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. I'm coming to you with some soothing sounds of a train going by, which I love, and a barking dog in the distance. So we'll just see how we do. I'm drinking a Topo Chico, one of my new favorite drinks um, that's just bubbly water. Um, but it's so good, and we'll see how bubbly I get while I'm drinking it. We went to Austin last year. That was the last time I've been on a plane, February of 2020, and they have Topo Chico bubbly water glass bottles everywhere, and I just loved it. And I just bought some at Whole Foods, and I'm super excited about it. As I continue to always seek out delicious, exciting, fun drinks that are um, non-alcoholic, Um, anyway, that's what's doing here. And I'm coming to you today to talk about perfectionism. So this is bubbling up for me and I see it very much as, um, an issue with women that I coach and who I, um, want to reach out to more, um, because it truly is something that I've identified in myself as being something that I've struggled with for years and that in certain ways I've largely overcome. Um, So I've been thinking a lot about how I can share with you out there how to overcome this as well. So the basis of all of this is that we as women so often are high achieving. Now, different women and different humans are different kinds of things, right? This is why there are a million personality tests out there and also why people are obsessed with personality tests. They like help in understanding themselves and what makes up who they are. And I wonder if personality tests are something that you've um, experienced or taken or that you find valuable or interesting. Um, There are so many. Um, And in fact, there are two really huge ones that people rely on heavily that I've never done, that I've been really thinking about doing sometime soon um, to see what they say and, and see what comes up and see if I resonate with it because I'm so interested by the fact that so many people resonate with these. So the two big ones that you may have heard of and which I'm referring to are the Myers-Briggs personality tests. Um, and I think that's when you're like a, a PQRF, whatever, you know, it's letters. And then there's the Enneagram, um, which seems to have types that are numbered one, two, three, four. I don't know how many there are. Actually, if you want to learn more about this, there's a documentary 
out right now about personality tests that's on HBO. Um, I think it's called the personality factor or personality tests. Um, but you could learn more on there. It's definitely something that so many people are talking about now and that so many people identify with. And I recently learned that on YouTube, there are people who make videos just about personality types. And of course there are YouTube channels for that because there are YouTube channels for everything. I mean, it's crazy, right? But you could probably go find a YouTube channel that focuses on pink toenail polish. Um, I mean, there are such specific channels for everything. So that would be a way to learn a little bit more, but all this to say that, um, I know that people are really interested in understanding more about their personalities. And so I am too for myself, but also because I know that this is something that people identify with. And the thing is that people kind of like to understand what their quote unquote makeup is and what makes them tick and what causes them to do certain things and be certain ways. Um, so well, I'm not going to get into that because I'm not an expert on personality tests. Um, and I do think it'd be really fun to have an expert on here talking about them sometime soon. So I'm thinking about that. I do want to talk about one part of a personality that I identify with or one type of personality that I identify with and as being and what I think so many women I'm connected to and who I coach and who are drawn to my messaging relate to as well. And that is about being high achieving, about being a high achieving woman. So what does that mean for me? High achieving is something that I have identified with and as being for years, but I really never put a name on it or a term around it. But I knew that it was a way that I felt. And what was that? What is that? That for me looks like that I have always wanted to really achieve very literally in life at a very high level. It means that I wanted to um, or f wanted to slash felt that I needed to do well in school you know, do really well in school in order to get on to the next school, do well in, you know, middle school to get into a good high school, to do well in high school, to get into a good college, do well in college in order to get out and get a good job, do well in my job so that I could keep moving up in the world, move up in the world so that I could have uh, greater uh, responsibilities, but also make more money and also have greater status in my job, you know, then open a business, be the best at doing what I was doing in my own business, high achieving, 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 achieving. Now, interestingly, I'm not a woman who, or wasn't a girl who was number one in my class or straight A's or, um, valedictorian or graduated summa cum laude, whatever, whatever. Um, but there are various levels of this. You know, I was very high achieving for who I was and always achieved so many things 
to be quote unquote successful that I thought were the things you needed to achieve in order to measure your success. And I did this because it was ingrained in me that this is how you move through life. This is the appropriate way to be. And I don't know whether I arrived on the earth being high achieving or if I was taught that that's the way I was meant to move through life. And so I became high achieving, but it was always extremely important to me. And so that's sort of the academic side and the side uh, with career of like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be a best, the best at this thing it is that I'm doing, which I felt that I very much achieved with my wedding and event planning business. And um, interestingly, then once I was at that place of high achievement in that business for a number of years, I just reached extreme burnout and also thought like, well, where do I go from here? Which I think can be a really common thing for high achievers where they get everything that they want and they're still not happy. So that's something that I just want to leave there. If you're someone who's high achieving and you relate to that feeling, I think that's very, very common. And you can also be high achieving though. I want to say, um, in other things. So high achieving with your family, like you want to create a happy, healthy family. You want to be high achieving with the relationships that you have. You want to be high achieving as a parent. You want to be high achieving as an athlete. Um, you want to, sort of be the best and the brightest that you can be at any one of these many things in your life. So that's what I relate to as being a high achiever, that anything that I was going to do, I was going to do very, very well. Um, and I think that I think, and I know that something that goes along with being this type of person is perfectionism, which I think for many years, I would not have identified as being a perfectionist. I would not have told you that I am. I would say that it's something that I suffer from or that holds me back because there were things that, you know, about me that were not quote unquote perfect according to standards, cultural standards for my life, societal standards. They weren't perfect. I had flaws. So for example, I was overweight. That would be a quote unquote flaw that I had, you know, where I didn't fit into industry. I was going to say industry standard, but like cultural standards or norms for what was quote unquote perfect or acceptable. Um, And so I can say about that, that like, you know, I still was high achieving with that. It was never okay with me to be overweight. I would work really hard to not be and try and achieve perfectionism with that. Um, and certainly when I felt that I was closer to quote unquote perfect with having a good looking body, whatever that meant, I thought I felt happier, but that's one example of a quote unquote flaw that I had, you know, there are, plenty of people out there with many, many flaws who are still always seeking perfectionism. And the thing is, here's the deal. Here's the hard truth is that so many people, myself included for many years are paddling as fast as they can beneath the surface 
to keep up and to make things appear as if they're quote unquote perfect and really they're suffering. So for me as an adult, what my perfectionism became or how it manifested itself was, you know, certainly at certain times to have my body be perfect or look a certain way. Um, I don't think I ever was at a point where I felt that my body was perfect, maybe a couple times in my twenties, maybe, I don't know, just before my wedding, something like that, where I was like, okay, I've achieved what I want to achieve with this. But that's what I did as an adult. It was with my body. It was certainly with finances. I wanted to appear as if everything was perfect with those and that I was earning all the money that I wanted to earn and that so was my husband and that we were making all the wise financial decisions and nothing was wrong. And that was a way that I wanted to be perfect. Um, same with my house, same with, you know, create, you know, having a beautiful home and presenting that in a certain way. Um, same with certainly the way that I dressed and what I wore and how I looked. Um, same with creating a family, you know, that I have children and I'm like other people who I look up to or want to be like, and I'm creating a quote unquote perfect family. Um, so it, for me, it was all the things. It was career. It was uh, physically. It was aesthetically. It was my home. It was my family. It was all these things where I wanted to feel that things were perfect or as perfect as they could be. And certainly that I wanted it to appear that way because that made me comfortable that it would appear that way. So why is that? Why do we want to be perfect? Why, where does that come from? All I can say for me is that, um, I, did all of it. Well, where, okay. Where did it come from? Gosh. I mean, I think it's loaded. I think for so many of us, it's the way we were raised and the importance that was placed on certain things, whether it's education, the way you look, the career you get, the person you marry, the amount of money you have in the bank, the trips you take, how cultured you are, the friends you have, all of this stuff, if you're raised in an environment where these things are held in high esteem and you are taught that they are the things you ought to be achieving and wanting in life, then that is what it is. I mean, that's certainly how I was raised. So um, it was ingrained in me that I was to achieve at a high level with all things and that, in fact, my life would be better, happier, um, more acceptable and certainly more validated by all external forces if I was thin, beautiful, successful in my career, um, financially not just stable but well off, um, that I traveled, that I had children, you know, all this stuff. I mean, certainly it was important that I be happy but that was not the only thing I was intended to be. So I was raised to be a high achiever. So I'll just leave that there because really it doesn't even matter how it arrived in our lives. It's who we are, how we are. And so how do we manage that? So for me, the perfectionism really came hand in hand. And again, this is not something that I identified in myself for a very long time. 
Um, and, and in fact, what I know to be true now is that many of the things I struggled with were symptoms of me being this high achieving individual. So I've said before here that I don't identify as an alcoholic. What I know now to be true is that my drinking was a coping mechanism for me in so many ways. My drinking allowed me to quote unquote numb out, to check out from the things in my life that felt hard. Certainly it was a way that I celebrated, that I marked any occasion because that's the world we live in. And certainly I had a complex relationship with it much more so than perhaps some other people who might use it to, you know, I don't know, check out or numb out. There are so many levels of that. And that's not what I'm getting into here. I'm just saying for me, what I've identified is that my drinking was symptomatic of my perfectionism because I was achieving in my life at such a high level in so many categories that I was extremely worn out, burnout, overextended all the time. I was just spread so thin, even before I had kids, because I was constantly doing, 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 and trying to reach a certain level in everything. And I would take on more, more, more. And I still kind of wasn't happy because I was just so overwhelmed by whatever it was. I mean, there was so much mixed into that. It was just doing so much to seek external validation and to be, um, you know, receive validation from everyone from parents to friends, to coworkers, to clients, to, um, the, my husband, certainly people I didn't even know, my community, the world at large, you know, and I just was never worried about if I was happy. It was like, how do I appear to everyone else? So I was seeking the perfectionism for external validation because I thought that's what I needed. And I thought that's what made me feel good. Why else would we be seeking perfectionism? What is that? Well, we're seeking perfectionism because we are not okay being just who we are as ourselves and not seeking the external validation and being told by everyone else that we look or are or have achieved the greatest. Now, some of you may be saying, I actually don't seek external validation. I actually only seek my own validation and I want to be perfect for me. I want my body to be perfect for me. I want to have $2 million in investments for me. I don't care if anyone knows it. You know, I want to be the CEO of the company because then I will know that I've done it. Not because I want to be praised by everyone else for being the CEO. Okay, that may very well be true. And what that comes down to is that you're someone who's been achieving your entire life and trying to meet these certain standards. So even if now you've convinced yourself that you're only doing this for you, well, guess what? Even if that that's true, you're still miserable. 
I mean, think up, stop and thinking about that right now. Even if you're only worried about having a perfect life, house, body, family, career for you, is that making you happy? Is that really what's making you happy? Or do you believe that you will be happy when you have that thing? So it's really tricky because even if you're hoping to get the external validation from other people, because that's what fills you up and makes you feel good, or you're hoping to achieve the thing or make the thing perfect to achieve validation from yourself, either way, it's a losing battle. It's a losing fight. You are on a hamster wheel. Perfection is not an endpoint. Why? Because perfection isn't real. So we all have different levels of perfection. We all have different things we're trying to achieve. My quote unquote perfect can look different from yours, certainly. But when you have that feeling of wanting to attain that perfection and you want to achieve in your life at this high level, which to you means being perfect, then it always, always, always causes pain. So I'll just speak from my own experience because maybe, again, this is something you relate to and it will help you identify what I'm talking about. Again, perfectionism can be anything from wanting to lose 20 pounds to be a certain size and feel that you'll be perfect when you do that. Perfect can mean living in a certain area having a certain house, having your house decorated in a certain way. Perfect can mean that you read a certain number of books every year because you want to be that smart and learn that much. Perfect can mean getting advanced degrees and never stopping achieving to become the perfect student or the perfect citizen or the perfect person in your career doing your job the best perfectly better than anyone. Perfect can mean that you have to wear certain clothes. Perfect can mean that you want everyone to believe that you have a certain amount of money in the bank. Perfect can mean that you're putting photos out there on social media. Um, to make your life look a certain way, whatever that perfect is, it's what you want other people to think is perfect about your life. And therefore, by the way, the most important piece here is that you have tried so hard to convince yourself makes you happy. So you're on this hamster wheel, trying to achieve perfectionism, trying to achieve higher and higher and greater and greater and find that perfect thing. And guess what? you're still not happy. Why is that? Because, I mean, I guess this is the big thing. Are you ready for it? You're not going to be happy being perfect in any of these ways if you're not happy just with who you are as you are today right now. So no amount of money in the bank is going to make you happy. No house, no career, No children, no family, no vacation is going to make you happy. Um, No level of achievement. And the thing is that when you're going, 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 
constantly trying to create this perfection in your life, you are exhausted, overextended, doing all these things. And that's when you do the things to quote unquote numb out. So bringing that all back home, that's what I did. That's my story is that I used alcohol to numb out, to not feel my feelings because it was just all too overwhelming and hard. And also when I would drink alcohol, I could turn into another person and be someone else and have this persona. And I would kind of take that on and, um, felt the confidence that I may not feel if I was not drinking, you know, felt very self-assured and I could tell my story myself stories that things were a different way. And it was sort of this fantasy land, but numbing out is really the best way of saying it. So another part of my story, and it's so common for people who um, would drink too much, oftentimes people who drink too much also have an unhealthy relationship with food and with money. That's totally my story too. I overspent, I overate, and I would numb out by doing those things. So I would feel overextended, I would feel exhausted, burned out from my own what was I going to say? Burned out from my own process that I was putting myself through of trying to create this quote unquote perfect life that I would find ways to numb out. One of them was shopping, you know, spending money felt good, whether or not I had it. And a lot of times I didn't have it. I would rack up credit card bills, spend way more money than I had because I would be buying things that I wanted that I thought made me feel better. And frankly, in the moment, I did feel better. You know, it would be this self-soothing that I would do with alcohol and with spending. I would also always do it with food, numb out with food. You know, didn't want to feel hard feelings or was overwhelmed by the pressure I was putting on myself to be a certain way or to appear a certain way. And yet I was unhappy and I would eat food. Now that's something I still do when things feel tricky or hard or I'm overwhelmed or I'm tired or whatever. I still do that. I guess that's another podcast for another day. I'd love to dig more deeply into that. I think so many of us would love to talk more about emotional eating Um, But all that to say that when we are striving for so much and putting so much pressure on ourselves to be a certain way, we want to find ways to numb out. And so for me, alcohol, food, spending, um, and that's so, so, so common. So people do it in different ways. You may find yourself watching copious TV or streaming, you know, series after series um, to numb out, just watching TV. You may find yourself binging on social media to numb out. Um, People find themselves numbing out by um, creating external other relationships, straying from their spouses, um, flirting, having affairs, you know, there are myriad ways that one can numb out and everyone's story is different, but it is a very common feeling that people, women in particular, who I'm speaking to, who are high achieving perfection seeking people are unhappy. There is a deep unhappiness there. That's the pain. You're seeking this, you're seeking this perfection. And for whom, for what, for what, who's it for? 
So is it for the external validation? Is it to be told by someone else that you're great? That you're going to get a round of applause for having the biggest, fanciest house? That you're going to get a gold medal for taking the nicest vacations? That you're a better person because you carry the fanciest handbag and that your kids go to the fanciest school? You know, or are you going to be the greatest person that someone's ever known because you are the CEO of your company, you know, whatever it is you're achieving, um, or trying to achieve, what is it that you're seeking? Are you seeking love from your parents? Do you feel you won't be loved enough until you achieve these things? Do you feel like your life won't have had meaning until you publish five novels? Um, do you feel that you're not a good enough person if you aren't 120 pounds or whatever it is for you? So you see my point is that we are all feeling like we want to achieve so much, but the, the deep dark thing about it is that we don't feel good enough without that achieving and the work, really the work, the spiritual work. What that is, is about becoming happy with yourself just as you are being okay, sometimes just okay with who you are and what your life is in this moment without anything changing. But we've got to identify the pain that we're causing ourselves before we can change it. And I certainly think that for me in the past, it has really been, and for so many women like me, the challenge is this perfectionism and always seeking more or better or different for ourselves, trying to reach the finish line and win the gold, thinking that we will be happier when we are that thing or get that thing or reach that perfection that we have established as the measuring stick, you know? So I do think it's a big pain point for us. And I know it to be true that, um, when I've stopped achieving on such a high level and stepped more into being who I am and certainly the willingness to be who I am and also become aware of and willing to change the behaviors of numbing out and to slow down and to be where I am and feel that I want inner peace more than I want perfection, so much has changed for me and continues to change. And so much can change for you if you're willing to identify this and make some changes. Really step back, look at your life, wonder, get curious about and try and identify what am I doing these things for? Who is it for? Is it for me? And if it is for me, is it making me happy? And if it's not making me happy, can I work on getting happy with who I am right now, just as I am? So I'm going to leave that there today and I hope it's helpful. I know it's a lot to unpack and you could feel me unpacking the suitcase with you as I went along. Um, because I'm really exploring this topic with you in this way and for the first time. And there's a lot there. There's a lot there. 
Um, and so we will dig deeper into it. You know, I think that if we are really honest with ourselves and when we are honest and when we stop hiding and we get really honest, we can be very clear and upfront about the many things that there are that we use to numb out. And for many of us, it's many things for some of us, it's one thing, but there's always something to work on to stop disappearing into because you don't want to feel your feelings or be who you are. You're not comfortable being who you are. You're overextended from trying to build a perfect life. That's not even making you happy. So we've got to be willing to get curious and look at these things. And so we will do that and we'll talk about it more. Thank you for listening today. And if you're willing, go over to iTunes and leave a five, hit the five star button, leave a review. It really, really helps for this podcast to be found by other people so that it can help more people. Um, or when you're listening, grab a screenshot of it, save it in your stories, tell people about it. It's so helpful and I appreciate you doing it so much. So thanks for being here. Go easy on yourself. Take time for yourself, whatever that looks like and means for you, even 10 minutes and hope you, uh, weren't too distracted by the pitter pat, heavy breathing of my little doggy here and have a great day. Bye.